Ladies, we all have different symptoms that time of the month. For me, my energy level happens to just dip insanely and I just feel a little down, you know, a little sluggish. And so I'm happy to share Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, and they are dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And so here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So, Hormone Harmony is for any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances, and it's perfect for symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep, and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas when you have no desire to get in bed next to someone if you know what I mean, and also hot flashes and night sweats if you happen to be going through menopause. It's really great for women with menopause. So yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things and for a limited time you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code MAGIC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code magic for 15% off today. Your hormones will thank you. People come together and both of their wounds create this kind of matching wound. And that thing, that wound, is the thing that they need to heal the wound. It's weird. It's like the other person's wound is kind of the thing that like heals the full wound. When those two souls meet, there's like so much energy that's also like a purification, I think. When I met Trevor, like I met my teacher, I met my husband, and then all of a sudden I was stripped to almost nothing and faced an experience of being really close to death. And it was just this massive, you know, turning point, I think, in my life. And I call it like the karmic explosion, really. Jaima, it is Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. And if you haven't noticed, I sometimes have been skipping weeks and also releasing older episodes, and I've come to the conclusion that I'm going to have to change the date just because of the new season in my life and things going on on the weekends now, and as someone who used to always edit on the weekends to have the podcast on a Monday. I think I'm going to have to change the podcast date, but I don't want to make that official until after Mercury Retrograde for obvious reasons. Here's another old yet very much golden episode, Walking Down Memory Lane, with an episode I know that many listeners thoroughly enjoyed and also felt very... I felt very inspired and I remember having this conversation with two people that I'm not only a fan of but I've just enjoyed observing their love story as they're clearly twin flames, soulmates, Trevor and Emery Hall and some of you might be very familiar with their work. 
Trevor, a phenomenal musician, and he's been on the podcast several times. I know many of you might love his albums like Chapter of the Forest or Kala, The Fruitful Darkness, so many. I think that some of my favorite songs of his, You Can't Rush Your Healing, which if I do get another tattoo, perhaps even when, I think that those lyrics will be tattooed on me because there isn't a truer statement and that can bring so much compassion and patience when you're going through something. There are just some things it's gonna take a lot of time, even if it's years, and that's okay. And that is okay. And I also love his song, Obsidian, something about it. Makes my soul dance, as cheesy as that sounds, but it does, it feels like you're also, your soul singing along with something. It feels very mystical and magical and haunting Obsidian. I just, I love, love, love that song. I love pretty much all the songs, but yeah, those two just really always stick out to me. And of course, his beautiful wife, Emery, Emery Hall, has been featured on his latest album. She's also a talented singer, which I had no idea, but she's also something I did know, a talented poet. I love her poetry. I love her photography. I love her overall creative vibe. And they're also now, it was about a year or two after having this conversation, they, they became parents. They welcomed their first baby. And so it's just so sweet to know their story and continue to see them thrive and bring so much joy to this world and bring new life to this world. I truly hope that you enjoy remembering or listening to this episode for the first time, this karmic explosive love story. I remember having this conversation with them and I was solo traveling, but I was in a season where I was like, it would really be nice to have a soulmate. And for some reason, and I felt like mine is on the way listening to their story. And you know, years later, mine's still not here yet, but it'll happen. I'm not worried about it. You can't rush your healing. And also you can't let go of hope. There's just so many beautiful messages that they have to share as well throughout this episode. And so it is time to let the magic begin with Emery and Trevor there's a way, there's a way, there's a way, there's a way, there's a way There's a way, there's a way, there's a way, there's a way, there's a way It has always, always It has always forward to seeing where this conversation flows because you both have so much to offer. I, I guess so. Stoked I don't know. Chat. <laughs> where are you right now in Mama Earth? We just got back to our house from being gone for like a month and a half. Wow. In Nepal? Yeah, yeah we were in Nepal and then I, I left Nepal and came back to go on tour. I went straight on tour and and Emery stayed another couple weeks and then she met me on tour. That's amazing that you two travel together so often, but you both seem to find your feet planted in Nepal all the time, especially you, Emery. It seems that a lot of your work just lives in Nepal because the way you capture it is so beautiful. So for both of you, I have one big question. (laughs) Why Nepal? You go. That's so funny. Um, I... I first went there in 2010, so like eight years ago, and I had like my eyes set on India actually, um, mm-hmm. largely because of like Trevor's music. I was listening to it, and 
was just really inspired to go and studied it um, just on my own outside of school. And, you know, I, I ended up going to a study abroad program that um, I was looking at their program in India um, and got on the call with uh, the founder of the program. And he was like, do you want to be in the city or do you want to be in the mountains? And I was like, well, the mountains have my heart. And he was like, I think you should go to Nepal. And at that point, I hadn't even, I like knew nothing about Nepal. And I ended up flying over there for um, three months studying and flew home after the semester for the holidays and then hopped on a plane right back and ended up living there for a year and have just like not stopped going back. So it was kind of just a one phone call that kind of turned, I guess, the course of my river to Nepal. And ever since then, it's, I literally feel more Nepali than I do American. It's a very strange feeling. You are pretty much. Yeah, it's home. It was meant to be. Yeah. Look what you're doing for them and what they've done for you. Yeah, totally. It's pretty much like the centerpiece or the heart of all of my work. Like it all comes from Nepal and goes back to Nepal. Hmm, that's so beautiful. And you both seem to immerse yourselves in these cultures whenever you're there. You don't just go to visit, you actually immerse yourselves. And like you said, you feel more Nepali now than you do American. So what is the difference between traveling just to visit and why you both intend to travel? Let me take this one. As you like. <laughs> I feel like both of us are like, uh, we're very intense people. And we don't really want any, like, I don't know. If we're going to do something, we want to go, like, all in. And we don't want yeah. any type of, like, shallow, like, surface level type stuff, you know. And um, I think that's one of the reasons that that um, I think we love each other so much is that both of us, we we love experiencing different cultures but but really like you know trying to go deep within them and not and understand them um not so much understand them but just like live them and and explore how others live and you know that type of thing and i think that um that's one of the things that's why we have such a strong bond i think when we travel and stuff and and luckily we were both influenced by the same culture you know that's that's very much influenced our lives and how we see the world and how we perceive things and um it's yeah i think just to answer your question we don't really we want the truth you know we're truth seekers and we want to if we're going to experience something we want to experience it in its fullness not just a part of it or a piece of it um we want to see the whole thing you know, and feel the whole thing. That's one reason why you both are the artists that you are. You both have so much to offer the world. It floors me like, Emery, your lens of this world in your photography and your writing, you just inspire so much. You stain your footprint in different places and you just immerse yourself and you inspire us to immerse ourselves. And then Trevor, it's no secret. You know how in love I am with your music. Ali is with your music. You have alchemized our souls, the souls of the world through your music and your divine wisdom. And you both 
oh, together, it's just a force. Well, you inspire us. You both inspire us to love. And it's just crystal clear how real your love is. I can hear it in your voice right now. So it really gives me hope that true love really does exist because I haven't seen it physically in my own personal life many times. And, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, your, your love story, what is, I want to hear the defining moment when you realized you found your person, your whole love story, where it all began, well, where it began in this lifetime, at least, because I'm pretty sure <laughs> you guys have been lovers in the past or something, but um, I'm all yours. I want to hear it. This is quite the story. It's a, I feel like it's a long story. It could take a while. That's fine. I think that that's just why you guys are on together, you know? It's so um, different. So it kind of started, um, I actually knew Emery's family before I knew her um, because we were we were at our shows and on, on tour, we were raising money for our ashram in India because our Guruji in India, he takes care of orphan children you know so we would we would just very like humbly like raise money at our shows or whatever and send the money over to him so he could take care of the kids you know because he's a monk he doesn't have any job or anything like this so the only income he receives is from donations you know so I met Emery's mom um, at a show and they were very passionate about supporting the kids as well. So I actually uh, stayed in contact with her because she was, you know, sending needed information on where to send checks or money. And we kind of, you know, had that relationship, I guess, through email and stuff like this. And then one year I was in India and or while we were in the States or something at a show, you know, she was like, oh, you know, my daughter, she's traveling, you know, all around. It'd be really cool one time if she could come to the ashram, you know. And I thought, yeah, of course she can come to the ashram. But I never in a million years thought that she would actually come to the ashram just because it's not really on like the tourist path in India. It's kind of hard to get to. And India is huge, you know, so. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't really take her seriously. I just was being polite, you know. <laughs> let <laughs> so, alone not only her not go to the ashram, but let alone be your soulmate. You know. <laughs> I know exactly. It gets better. So um, I get more, I get stupider as the story goes on. <laughs> I love so, it. <laughs> so then um, we, I was in India, and her mom wrote and said, "Oh, my daughter is is." In India, she's going to be in India. You know, can can I give her can I give her your email and and sh to see if she could come to the ashram? Am I right so far? Yeah, uh, pretty of. much. Okay. So I said, I said yes, of course. You know, whatever, like this. So um, Emery writes me, and number one, I didn't think that she would actually write me. You know, so I get the email and. And it's, you know, hey, I'm, you know, so-and-so's daughter and, um, you know, very sweet email. I'd, I'd love to come to the ashram and all this stuff and um, let me know, you know, if it's possible, pretty much. And I was like a little nervous just because nobody has ever come to the ashram, like outside, you know, oh. through, through um, 
the music or whatever. And oh, the ashram is like a really like, number one, it's a really raw place. Like it's, it's very rough to stay mm-hmm. and, and, and be and whatever. Um, it's not very com- physically comfortable, you know? No. <laughs> and number two, I also like India was like my kind of my place to like disappear, you know, like just, I didn't want to deal with anybody or anything, you know? So when I got the email, I, I didn't, I was like, Oh man, like, I don't know who this person is, you know, what happens if she comes and it's, it's not cool and like blah, blah, blah. And so I was really in my head, you know? So being a stupid boy that I am, I didn't reply to the email. I just left it. Yep. Right? <laughs> I don't know. So so I just ignored it. And and then a couple weeks later, um, Emery emailed me again. Yep. And she said, "Hey, I you know I don't know if you got my first email, you know, but oh. I'm she's she kind of said the same thing, but she said I'm in." Um, I don't know where the ashram is, but I'm in Benares. Yeah, I Varna. was actually in India at the time. The first time I wrote you, I wasn't even in India. But you yet. weren't in I was Benares in yet, right? Oh, you weren't even in India. No, and oh, then okay. I wrote you months later. When yeah, we yeah, okay, yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So then she wrote and she said, I'm in Benares. Yes, yeah. Right, in Varanasi, which is only three-hour, two-hour bus ride. From the ashram. From the ashram. So I thought, oh, this is this is kind of... You know, this is coincidental, you know, because India is so big yeah. and she's so close. So I, I asked, I said, well, if Guruji says it's okay, then mm-hmm. it must be okay, you know. So I went to Guruji and I said, hey, Guruji, um, this, this girl um, and her family have been very generous to the ashram and she's in India. Is it, is it possible she can come and visit, right? And he said, absolutely, of course she can come. You know, so I thought, okay, so I thought it's all good, you know. So I wrote her and said, yeah, you can come. And I said, uh, I said that, was it Guruji's birth or Bodo Guruji's birthday or was it? I think it it was Makar Sakranti. Oh, I think it, yeah, sorry. It was, it was Makar Sakranti, which is a a holy day at that time. And um, because it's our Guru's Guru's birthday. So they have a big celebration in the ashram. So lots of people come and they feed like hundreds and thousands of people. And I thought, if you're going to come, I just want to warn you, like, it's going to be kind of crazy, you know, because there's going to be lots of people like this, whatever. Mm-hmm. So long story short, she comes to the ashram and it was completely natural. You know, all of my like uh, reservations, I guess, or nervousness, it was there was no, nothing, you know, she slipped in so easily. Um, Guruji really took to her immediately, which he doesn't do with everybody. You know, he's immediately calling her his daughter and wow. all this stuff. And I was like, whoa, like she really like slipped in. Like the kids spoke Nepali. The kids, too. a lot of the kids spoke Nepali too, because they're from Assam. And so she was speaking Nepali with all the kids and, I was just like, oh, this is good. But there wasn't really any type, like, romantic, I think, thoughts. Because India, you know, you're in India. and You're just surviving. You're just surviving, <laughs> yeah. And, and I was just trying to be a good host, you know, and make sure that she was okay. So she stayed for a couple days. And then she left. And 
she went back to Benares. And I didn't hear from her after that. So I was a little worried. I was worried like, hey, I, I hope she got back okay. Like, you know, I hope she liked it, you know, like I'm kind of like this, you know. Don't lie. She's just also on your mind. A lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, yeah <laughs> pretty much it was on my mind. And then, uh, and then either Phil, one of our friends or your mom wrote me. I think Phil I think did. Phil wrote me. Yeah. Phil wrote me, a friend of ours, mutual friend. And he said, hey, I hope India's going good. I was still there. Mm-hmm. And he said, did you hear what happened to Emery? <gasps> and I was like, what? Like, oh, my God, what happened? Did your heart and he, sink? Yeah, oh. it really did. And he said, she got very, very sick after she left your ashram. And she had to be medevaced, like evacuated out of India. <gasps> yeah, she almost died. I'll let her tell that part. But I, I, I was freaking out because I thought, oh, my God, she got sick at our ashram. And it's my responsibility. And I feel horrible and guilty and all this stuff. So, but it was kind of, a, for me, it was a blessing in disguise because I, I, I kept in close contact with her mom, you know, checking in on her. Is she okay? I'm, you know, how did she get sick? And blah, 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 blah. And I'll let you kind of take it from there, from that part. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I always laugh at like in a 72 hour period, I like met the man who would become my husband. And I also met like (laughs) the teacher who would become my guru. And I almost died all in like 72 hours, which is just crazy. I think I think that like when you meet your person, it's like, you know, wires crossing and there's like a, a spark or something that happens. And yeah, I, I think I call it like the fire of like transformation or the fire of experience because it's like when those two souls meet, there's like so much energy that's also like a purification, I think. And like when I met Trevor, like I met my teacher, I met my husband, and then all of a sudden I was stripped to almost nothing and had faced an experience of being really close to death. And it was just this massive you know, turning point, I think, in my life. And I call it like the karmic, like explosion, really. Um, oh, it is. Which was crazy. Yeah. So I was really, I was not well after for a while after that. But um, Trev and I kept in contact. And um, I, I guess we just like, he Facebook stalked me. Yeah, I definitely yeah, Facebook stalked me. I yeah. got back. I got I yeah. got back. I got back and I was thinking about her cuz you know she was sick and then I started checking her Facebook and I was like, "Oh man, this girl's really cool, you know, <laughs> shit, you know." <laughs> and um I remember um well, it was interesting cuz I was also not well. Yeah, you were right? not well. So yeah. I was going to India like for like seven, eight years every year. And I was not well. And um, I was playing a, actually, yeah, this is when it really started coming together. When you confessed your love to me. No, no, to your mom. (laughs) Oh, yeah. To your mom, yeah. Yeah. So her parents threw a benefit concert after India. They threw a benefit concert at um, their home in Vermont uh, to raise money for the hurricane 
uh, I forget which hurricane that was. I forget but, what that was too. Um, and I remember, and we played the concert. And I remember when, before we went, I was like, I was really nervous for some reason. And my tummy was like all messed up. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I so nervous? And like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And then I thought, man, something must be like going on here if I'm like this nervous or whatever. Oh. And then I remember we, we went to their, the, their home and we stayed for a few days and I was just like, oh, man, this girl is, like, so beautiful. And um, I just, at that point, I knew, like, I was like, this isn't, because I hadn't, because I was living in the ashram before that I, I for, like, I don't know, oh, seven, seven years. years. Like, I hadn't really, yeah. um, I hadn't had any relationship with anybody, <laughs> you know. And so I knew that these feelings were, like, really strong and pure and true. You know, yeah. and um, so I kind of told her mom, um, I said, you know, I really like your daughter, you know, over a game of backgammon. We were playing backgammon and her mom was so sweet. Her mom wasn't like, you know, oh, you should go for it. All this, you know, whatever. She was just like, oh, well, that's nice. And you should, you know, if you feel open, you should tell her, you know, like it was very, very sweet. Um, but I didn't tell her that weekend. I was too nervous and shy and scared. But um, what happened was because – is this too long of a story? Yeah, I know. I was going to say we're like going no, in. Keep going. Keep going. I'm at the edge of my seat. Don't stop. We're almost done. We're almost done. <laughs> I don't care. Keep that. Go as long as you want. We've never told this story on like, like – yeah. yeah. This so, is the exclusive. This is the exclusive, yeah. So, um, so honored. So I was so sick. Uh, when I came to Vermont, my tummy was really bad and all this stuff. And um, when I left Vermont, a little time went by. Again, nothing happened. Um, and we were touring again in the Northeast. And her mom and Emery came to a show in New York City. And I was really not doing well at that point. I was just very sick. I was very tired from touring and... Um, they came backstage and they said, Emery's mom said, you know, you should go see this doctor that Emery saw when she was very sick from India that pretty much saved her life. And he was in New York city. And I said, Oh, well, how am I going to do that? You know, it's not, you know, we're on tour and I have to, and she said, well, after your tour, you should just stay at our house and you can go into the city and, and see him. So I, I was like, wow, okay, like that's a possibility, you know. So I ended up, we had like a few more dates, like two or three more dates. And um, when the tour was over, I went to their home outside of New York City and stayed with them. And I was only supposed to stay for like two or three days, you know. <laughs> And uh, we went and saw the doctor and I, it turns out that I had some like stomach bugs from India and he treated me. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was supposed to leave, but I ended up changing my plane ticket like two, twice, twice <laughs> oh my and, God. and stayed at their home for like a week and a half. Yeah. And that's wow. when, that's when, you know, we were like falling in, falling love. in love, I guess. Um, yeah. And it all happened very quickly, you know, like that was, 
that but was in the that summer. was in the beginning of the summer, and wow. we ke- we just kept in touch um, and saw each other when we could that year, and then like that winter we went back. She took me to Nepal, and um, from Nepal we went to India, and I proposed at the ashram. Oh. So it's pretty oh. fast. We kind of skipped the wow. whole dating thing and everything <laughs> like that. Of course, you're well. You guys are far from the typical relationship, which is why, yeah. of yeah, course, it wouldn't happen at, normally. Yeah, yeah. And we found out after the whole thing oh, that yeah. we Jeez. were born in the same hospital, and our no. grandparents knew each other. Yeah, our grandparents what? were like friends. Yeah, which is so weird. We were. How did you find this out? It was. It, it kept happening, and we were we told our family like let's stop looking into this because i don't want to find out that like we're like cousins or like brother and sister or something you know but every our families our families had like connecticut roots. yeah they have like connecticut roots like my family is from connecticut pretty much and oh my um they just yeah they knew each other and we were both born in Greenwich it was pretty weird yeah it's trippy it's trippy but at the same time it's like are you really surprised yeah are you really surprised I know it's it's pretty nuts I'm all about that fuss free glam give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face that's good for my face you know clean ingredients and don't even get me started on mascaras because i do want them bold and lengthening (laughs) and so we have thrive cosmetics which i've been using since 2020 obviously because i appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level and they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look but also they give back every product purchased thrive cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty Skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com magic for 10% off your first order. With Mother's Day just around the corner, are you thinking about something truly special for your mama? I am. And let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. 
pretty cool, right? So here is how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email, and these can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask, and then she can either type her response or record her voice. And then mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And then guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. You get to preserve her voice and her stories for your family. I mean, imagine you're discovering stories about her youth, her adventures, the challenges that she had to overcome in life, the way that you two connect and relate, and also the way her grandkids will relate to her. I mean, this book becomes a legacy and something that you and your future generations can truly treasure forever. I mean, your mom's given you a lifetime of stories, so this is your chance to give her a way to share them. And not only am I creating one for my mom now for Mother's Day, but for my dad's birthday, as my dad is turning 80 this year, and I like to gift him with sentimental gifts. You know, he's gifted my family and I so many treasured moments. So I wanted to create something for us to collect these memories and for my future kids for them to know my father's voice. So beautiful, sentimental, easy to use. Let me emphasize, easy to use. And you can truly create one for anyone, your mom, your dad, your bestie, maybe even you. <laughs> so check out mylifeinabook.com and use code MAGIC at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code MAGIC for 10% off today. I so called this story in. I wanted to hear something. <laughs> <laughs> and at first, when you started, I was thinking like, oh, cute. They met in India at an ashram. And I was like, oh, dear spirit guides, I'd love to manifest a story like this. <laughs> that was what was going on in my mind when you were saying that. <laughs> And then the thunderstorm about you getting super sick. I was like, no. yeah. But of yeah. course, but at the same time, at the same time, I noticed that so many love stories, especially very spiritual, soulful love stories, when they meet their beloved, something horrific happens. And you call it this karmic explosion. That's yeah. brilliant terminology for it because that is so, I've honestly seen that in so many love stories yeah. where you can just tell these people you know, they were planted here on this earth to create something together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely like, that's the story, you know, but it was an extremely difficult time um, mm -hmm. in both our lives. For I sure. mean, um, I was very, very sick. She was very, very sick. Mm -hmm. um, I took a year off from making music and touring and I didn't know like when I was going to go back. I was just very burnt out. Wow. Um, she was trying to finish school being in the state that she was in yeah. and, and we were trying to like figure out how to do us, you know, because we were, um, you know, we were both so independent and both travelers and, um, it wasn't all rainbows and, you know, butterflies. There was a lot of hard work, a lot of hard work and, um, that's one of the things that I think both of us are also passionate about in the sense, in, in the sense of, um, you know, with social media these days and like, you know, all this stuff, you know, everybody's lives look so glamorous and, and everybody's cool and okay and whatever. Um, 
And I feel like as, as people and the youth, you know, they look at this and they think, oh, I have to, my life, that's a normal life. You know, I have to be like that. I'm not supposed to have any problems or anything like this. And I think it's important for people to show both sides of the coin be real and be real and and um that it was a it was it was a very very difficult time for us um despite us getting engaged and getting married um i think both of us were very confused with a lot of different things yeah i think when you meet that person it's like the they're like the mirror and Mm -hmm. they show you parts of yourself that you can just otherwise ignore when you're kind of walking your own path and solo and alone. And there's so much that that other person comes into your life to like teach you. And those lessons are not necessarily easy, but that's where like the relationship is that fire of transformation because it brings you closer to the self or to the one or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But that like getting there is often like, I think a painful process it's the fruitful darkness you I think you got the term the best but mm-hmm. it's walking through the fire to get to a pure state um and yeah I think when we met like even when we were married I think that was one of the hardest times yeah of my life and your life and yeah it is important to be transparent about that because it's not easy and it's work every day it still is work every day but you know you're just committed to walking it together and that's that's really the foundation of you know, how we walk forward. Right. Really. Right. And that's what makes it all the more beautiful. You didn't run. You didn't turn away when times got hard. And when you even first just barely got to know each other, most people, it would be a lot easier when you're not completely, totally emotionally connected, though you guys, you both are more in tune. And you said that you lived in the ashram for seven years. So you were, Trevor, were not tainted by society. So you said that your feelings were pure and true which also made me just raise my standards. I love that. that you're feeling good. <laughs> um, but you didn't run. You just, you knew even though it was so rough and tough. And that's honestly why this, you somehow figured out a way to make it work. And I love that you said that it was like looking into, it is like a mirror. They're reflecting another part of your soul, of yourself that you could easily just turn from, but you decide to really get to know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. It's important. What are your signs? What does this mean for your compatibility? Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> well, you know, I think that there's a lot of. Uh, I don't know. I don't think like our signs are actually like that compatible, but but your souls thing, are. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I don't like to like look at like the compatibility, you know, like signs like, oh, this, this person can't be with this person. I just don't think that that's true. No, astrologycafe.com is always right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the heart, uh, the heart rules all, you know, but um, yeah. it's been really interesting though, studying astrology and learning how we both. Oh, it's been so, we've, yeah, we've, it's been we've pretty developed crazy. a whole new language of like how to like communicate about our relationship. Yeah. Like astrology has <laughs> definitely given, us, given yeah, us a language. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a Sag. So he's like Mr. You're fire and water. Pretty yeah. Much. I'm all, yeah. I'm, I'm all, <clears throat> I'm a Sagittarius, but I have five planets in water. So I'm, I'm pretty hot and cold. Like I'm either like, 
yeah, let's go out and like, it'll be fun. And I can't, I'm having some, and then, you know, the next moment I'm like, nobody talked to me. I'm in my room. Like I'm in a Trevor hole. I'm in a Trevor hole. She calls it a Trevor hole. (laughs) (laughs) She's, um, I'm a cancer. She's a cancer, but Mm. she, she, I don't have any earth and she has three planets in earth. I think four Four planets in earth. Wow. He doesn't have any fire. And I have three planets in fire. He definitely invokes my fire. And yeah. I think I invoke your earth. Which means I, I, I definitely piss her off. No, no, it's like, no, but more in like a creative sense, I think really yeah. is like the purpose of your fire for me yeah. is like he, where I could just be the Cancerian, you know, woman in my shell. Like he like brings me out and has really been, you know, instrumental in, in, uh, helping me put my work out into the world. Like that to me is fire. It's like the creative fire. Like you make me feel comfortable in it yeah, and allow it to come out yeah, or support it and coming out. There's a lot of water in, there's, there's in a our lot relationship. Water, yeah. We're both very so. emotional and intense. Well, we both just have, I have five planets in water. I think she has four, four. planets in water. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a lot of emotion, a lot of um, feeling, a lot of, um, intuitiveness. Um, like nothing goes unnoticed. Like even the subtleties, like we're both like our little like spidey senses. Like we read into things a little too much. Yeah, so we so. need to just, you know, <laughs> chill out. Chill out. <laughs> Do you call each other out in those moments? Yeah. Um, I think we've gotten like where it used to be like silence. I think we've like learned to communicate in those moments where we both retreat into our water like I mm. definitely have learned how to navigate his watery moments and I don't know. If yeah. I think yeah. we, I think, I think you're right. Yeah. I think like in the beginning we would, cause water, you know, they, they don't talk so much. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I was like picturing silence. In the yeah. Home. So <laughs> they feel, they feel, and then they kind of like believe a story, you know, and make up a story <laughs> and they follow that story yes. like down, down, down. And I think that's what we did and we didn't really communicate and that really got us into a lot of trouble. And now, now I think we're better at being like, even if we don't want to talk, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, Hey, like I'm just in a vibe. Like it has nothing to do with you. Like I just need to like chill, you know? That's so Um, important to honor that rhythm. That's so important. To vocalize. Yeah. To vocalize things is really, really, it's probably one of the most important things I think in a relationship is just to be, is learning how to communicate in a healthy way, you know, because you can say, oh, communication is the most important thing, but, you know, you you can be communicating in not a good way where the other partner is not listening or heard or, or the the listener takes everything personally. Exactly, yeah which is a very familiar story <laughs> for me. <laughs> so you have to learn you have to learn how to communicate in a good, you know, positive, neutral, loving way. Yeah, it's, great. It's most important. So important conscious communication. What are some of your tips for those who struggle with their partner in this conscious communication, especially for those that do create these narratives and stories in their mind that might not exactly be reality? I think for 
I, I'm just speaking as like a watery woman, you know, like it's yeah. very easy for me. Like sometimes I feel like, especially in the past, I was like a psychic mop. And even in, in the relationship, I was taking on things that weren't mine. And obviously the relationship has held my feet to the fire to learn mm-hmm. how to communicate in a healthy way yeah. um, in within my relationship and then with the world at large, right? And I think like the major thing that I've taken away um, is like whole or like s- remaining seated in my fire, which is just like my, it's another word for, I don't know, like my vibration or my energy while showing up for the other person. Because the moment you start to like lose your own energy or lose your center is the moment the story starts to become wrapped up in you as well. And I think we take so many things personally in a relationship, like something that Trevor's going through. If he's communicating it to me and I'm like always filtering it through like, well, how do I fit into this? Or how does this have to do with me? Then I'm not Mm -hmm. like a safe and open and neutral space for him to be communicating that because it isn't all about you. And the no, po- no, it is all about me. It is. <laughs> no, no, just kidding. No, me, meaning about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that like, um, like being that safe space for the partner, which is really just like holding your own vibration, holding your own energy, holding your own truth while showing up in an open and compassionate way for your partner. It that that creates things from getting super sticky. Um, that I don't know. I feel like that's been the most helpful thing for me. Um, in our oh, communication no, out again. What about you? Can you hear me? Wait, I can't hear you. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Um, I, I heard everything you said. It just went. It just. Uh, it just went off a second. But it's okay. I can hear you now. It took a breath. It, it took a breath. It took a breath. It, yeah. <laughs> you just dropped some truth bombs, Emery. So yeah. Zencaster <laughs> had to breathe. And Emery, <laughs> you, I know Emery are also a fellow Saturn return friend. So I'm sure oh. that Trevor has seen and witnessed a lot and you guys are both, I'm only assuming making assumptions, but experiencing together since you're in your Saturn return, this like really having to consciously communicate, but I'm also in the midst of mine right now. I, yeah, but I'm very aware of it and I do my best to be compassionate with myself, but it's it's yeah. been a roller coaster. So I'm curious, how are you journey, journey, or journey, I can't say the word, journeying, journeying, <laughs> journeying, journeying, journey. That's a hard word, journey. That's a hard word, journeying. <laughs> journeying through your Saturn return. God, I have no idea. <laughs> I think just like, I think, I think the most like helpful thing for me has just like literally just been the awareness of this period of my life. Like knowing that I am in the Saturn return has like kind of lightened the blows. I think that life is kind of like throwing at me in the past whatever year or so. Like if if I didn't know I was in my Saturn return, I feel like it'd be really easy to get lost in my own story of like, oh my god, like. Why does like life keep throwing this stuff at me? Or like, can I get a break? But like, I've I entered into it thankfully with the blessing of like knowing people who are like masters of their craft in astrology, um, with the consciousness that like this is a period to like do the work, and it's made it like softer for me. Like I'm like okay, like this is showing up. Like how am I going to show up with it? And like what do I need to learn from this? Not like 
rather than like playing the victim, I think I'm like, okay, everything that's being put on my plate right now is like something to help me move forward in my journey. And um, there's so many like important lessons in the Saturn return. I mean, that's what it's all about. And we can, if we show up for them, I mean, Deborah, our like astrologer mom always says like you walk out of your Saturn return almost unrecognizable if you really do the work because it's such a transformative period. Um, so I'm just like really like taking it as it comes, but with the knowledge that like, I mean, Trevor's album, the fruitful darkness was born of his Saturn return. And I can't think yes. of a better like phrase, but like it is the fruitful darkness. And when you know oh. that you just like, you meet, you greet it differently. Like I honor it. I bow to it. And I like, I revere it for what it's teaching me. And, um, it's definitely not easy, but thank God we have tools, you know, like astrology or like Dharma or whatever, or our own practice, however, whatever form that may come in to help us kind of like sit with these times, you know? Oh, I know. And aren't you just so thankful for Fruitful Darkness album at this Amen. time, especially? Yeah. Now I got the soundtrack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Trevor, I know that you're a very intuitive astrologer. It seems like you just know something just downloads through you when you start talking about astrology it's so amazing I've because I've heard you talk about it before on other podcasts and I'm like what how can he just like know this um and so I'm assuming that you might help Emery out a bit during her Saturn return journey so what advice if you have any given to Emery during her Saturn return journey um I don't know I mean I think that like or would you give her now (laughs) she's She's crushing it, to be honest. Like, I don't, I've just been like a spectator, you know? Um, I think like the thing with like Saturn return is like, you know, you don't have to do anything in your Saturn return. Like it's, it's gonna do what it needs to do, (laughs) you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like, you don't need to like so much like get advice or, um, I don't know, like this and that. I'm sure you can get assistance and help and perspective, but I feel like the Saturn return is all about you as an individual pulling from your own being and not any external sources or, um, yeah, it's just kind of like it's going to happen no matter what. And whatever you need to learn, you're going to learn no matter what. So it's a very like... I feel it's a very like individual experience Mm -hmm. or journey, you know, and, you know, like every, every, everybody's Saturn return is different because number one, everybody's Saturn is not in the same place, you know, and in their chart, you know, and on top of that, you know, just because your Saturn may be in the same place, like if you're 28, your Saturn is in Capricorn. Capricorn, But mm-hmm. it could it could be in a different house, but it could be in the same house and the same sign, but it's still going to manifest differently for your own life, you know. So with Emery, it's just been kind of enjoyable to kind of uh, watch her journey, and I haven't really given her too much advice. I think I just have been mm-hmm. watching her. Um, watching it happen, you know, which is really cool. And 
fun for me. Um, <laughs> and, and being that we are in a relationship, you know, our energy is shared, you know, so her yeah. Saturn return has really taught me a lot about my own work. It's contagious. It's contagious. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, it's been really interesting in that respect to kind of see how it influences my own path and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Man, I need to I need to have Deborah come back on. <laughs> she yeah. She's the best. She's yes. clean. So great. And since the present may be a bit too personal, but I'm just curious, what are some past challenges that you two had to overcome and you had to put your egos aside consciously and you pursued them together. If there's any defining moment where you just conquered some sort of past challenge together for anybody that's having a hard time with their relationship right now. Which one do you want us to talk about? Because <laughs> there's a whole plethora of it. I love this. Um, so some people think that some you look at a relationship maybe on Instagram and you scroll through and you just yeah. think, oh, it's so perfect and rainbows and butterflies yeah. and sunshine. And I mean, of course, you two are a match made in heaven, but everybody goes through challenges. It doesn't challenges. mean it's easy. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean it's easy. So, sure. I think that this year is um, – it's probably the hardest year that we've ever had in our relationship. Mm. And um, I think that it's been, I'm not going to speak for both of us, but for me, it's been the most eye-opening and um, just, yeah, the biggest like learning experience I've had with, with Emery and being in a relationship. Um, I think that, I don't know how to answer your question in a way that I guess I can only speak from my own experience. Yeah. Your own experience and heart. Yeah. And I think that everybody has a different problem or struggle, obviously within their relationship and, um, there's a, you know, where that, that thing can be um, their downfall, it can also be the thing that makes them invincible, you know, mm. and strong and powerful. Mm. And um, I think, uh, you know, there's a thing in a, a, I think Deb told us this one time, but there's like a thing called a matching wound, mm. right? Where people come together and both of their wounds create this kind of matching wound. And that thing, that wound, is the thing that they need to heal the wound or to, it's weird. It's like the other person's wound is kind of the thing that like heals the full wound. I think that, yeah, there's there, that thing, um, like I said, is it could be the, you can either run away from that thing and then, you know, down the road, you're going to be screwed or you can look into it and do the work. And I think um, we kind of, I think this past year, like our wound, our matching wound, we kind of both Face. faced really like intensely. Yeah. And um, it was very scary. It was very hard. Um, 
And, but we, we, we looked into it, you know, we did it. And, um, it's a constant process. It's not, I don't think of, I don't think like a, a, a relationship or a marriage or whatever is like, Oh, I made it to that point where everything's we're, we're good. No. I think I think it's I think till the day you die it's a practice it's a practice it's a sadhana you know and um yeah I think that I don't know to answer your question if if other people are going through a tough time in their relationship um I think that's a good thing mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad thing like oh man we're having problems it's a bad thing I think that if you're having problems, it means that it's an opportunity to grow. And um, if you look at it that way um, and you have the commit, that commitment, um, it doesn't matter what you're feeling or what the other partner is feeling if you have that commitment. And that's what I really learned this past year was the power of, of committing, the power of because even if you're married or you're in a relationship or whatever, um, it doesn't mean you're fully committed. I think, in, in a weird way, yeah, you know, no, you have true. to find you have to find uh, the commitment comes from a deep, deep place in your heart. And even if you even if you already had it, like, um, it's but you, it's almost like you didn't even know. You weren't like tapping into that. Um, it's 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 that thing. I think is is the is probably one of the most important things because when you're committed and you know that your partner is a hundred percent committed, it doesn't matter what comes in your way, like the biggest fight or the biggest disagreement or whatever it it's like yeah this freaking sucks but i know we're both committed and we'll work it out you know um that and 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 that commitment you can't force upon your partner um i can't force emery to be committed to me and she can't force me to be committed to her that commitment has to come from um, the individual from the individual's own being, I believe. And, um, it's, that's the hardest part is you kind of have to surrender. You have to really lay it down and really surrender and Mm -hmm. almost be willing to like to stand in your own truth, almost, it's like you almost have to be willing to lose the relationship. the relationship in order to be in order for the relationship to be as strongest as it can be. That's kind of the whole uh, irony. Yeah, it's the play. It's the play of it, you know. So that's that's all I have to say. There <laughs> you go. No, I'm done talking. <laughs> Well yeah. Both of my hands are on my head right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I will yeah. definitely revisit this message in the future when my future partner and I go through some sort of. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. 
And it's yeah. so true. No problems are also ever going to go away. And you, at least, you can either do it alone or you have this opportunity. I love that you said if you're having problems, it's an opportunity to grow. And you yeah. have this opportunity to grow together. Right. Right. So true. Yeah. Yeah. It's How do you both? It's so special. How do you both balance the love and the artistry focus when you're on tour or on or traveling? That's a very good That's question. That's a very good question, yeah. It's so – has been such a journey for us. I think that we're still figuring it out. Even last night we were like – we were like mapping out times of the day where we like don't talk about work because wow. I – I work as Trevor's creative director and have for like six years and that's a huge part of my life, but I also have my own work as well. And if we're not conscious of it, a whole day can go by and we've only talked about like work and scheduling and Mm -hmm. it's, it leaves no room for the relationship and for fun and for laughter. Um, So we're consciously deciding to like carve out times of the day where we're just like not going to talk about work. And that's something where, yeah, we're just still figuring it out, but it's been such a journey for us because I think that like when I got together with Trevor, it was when he created Chapter of the Forest and we really like started our like artistic relationship together at that time as well. Yeah. Like it was just this natural kind of creative flow that we've had from the beginning and still have. And it's so beautiful. And, um, for me, like in my individual journey in the relationship, I've had to learn how to like balance that and my passion for his art and helping like his art come through and in, in a more visual way because I'm a photographer. Um, and then also like honoring like my passion. And um, I've definitely, st- I feel like that's a huge part of my Saturn return is really stepping into um, my art, um, specifically yeah. in my passions. And remaining seated in your fire. (laughs) Amen. Like that is what it's all about. And I feel like the relationship is better for that. Um, It's definitely a healthier relationship since I've stepped into my fire and stepped into my artistry and given it as much love and attention as I have my work with Trevor. Um, We're better people for it. And I think our art is better for it. And um, the relationship is better for it. But it's a journey. It's a total journey. Like we're both artists and I feel like we always say that we're like speaking about the same thing or channeling the same passion just in different um, ways. Like he does it through music and I do it through writing and photography. Um, And I think that's where our artistry kind of merges and is seated in terms of being together and sharing the same message or the same passion. And that's been a really beautiful journey to go through together. It's definitely a like a huge part of our relationship is our art. It's everything kind of, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's why you're both forces. And Trevor, how about for you? Um, in, in respect to the same question, yeah. the balance yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's what she said, you know, it's that um, it's interesting. Like before I met Emery, um, it was very hard for me to, convey to to people or different other other people I was working with you know what I see um visually kind of sonically and um 
I didn't have a person that uh, that I, I felt like understood me. And that was very frustrating as an artist. And um, when Emery came along, um, I, I felt like I, I didn't have to, not only did she, I, I feel like see me, but I felt like I didn't even have to explain it to her. You know, I felt like she just knew, she just felt my vibration or what I wanted to do. And, and that was really powerful. And I felt like her kind of coming in and I felt like a lot of my art and music and projects, like they just became that much more focused, um, which was like a really big blessing, you know, for me. And I hopefully do that for her. Yeah, um, for sure. But I think also with that, you know, there there is those times when, you become so caught up in the projects and the work and the scheduling that you, yeah, you're like, oh man, like, where are we? You know, mm-hmm. like you and I, you know, and um, it's, yeah, it's something that we constantly have to balance and we constantly have to come up with new ways and ideas of making sure that, you know, because as while she assists me so much, you know, she's my other arm, you know, pretty much in all this. I also don't want her to neglect her own projects, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was really important to me and it's important to us. And where that's happened sometimes in the past, you know, because she loves me so much. <laughs> She will just, you know, put everything in her life on hold and work on all my stuff. And then before we know it, it's like, oh, man, like your projects aren't being seen. Like we need to pause and find the balance, you know. And um, and it's just, yeah, it's just, it's important. It's just, again, a constant, constant practice. You know, there's this beautiful, like, Khalil Gibran mm. um quote that he writes about marriage Mm. and he says something like you can help me out but like two trees they where they grow together but one tree is not in the shade you know of another tree yeah the Um, other tree does not grow in the shade of the other yeah you know it's important that um we grow together but we also grow independently Mm. and it's kind of the, again, the balance, um, which I think is a lifelong practice. So true. Constant practice. There's the dharma of like the relationship and then there's like your individual dharma. And I feel like when we compromise our individual dharmas, the relationship suffers. And vice versa. And vice versa. Yeah. So it's it's really, it's a balance, right? It's so, yeah. It's so interesting. Wow, that is trying to find that balance and honor your own flow and each other's flow, but you too are, you're learning, but you are so aware and you're conscious, you're self-aware and you're relationship aware that you, I I just have no doubt you will always be fine. You will always be. (laughs) May it be so. May it be so. May it be so. I Mm. am so amazing. You're so talented. 
so talented and i know a lot of the your own magic listeners a lot of them are so interested in photography and they're aspiring photographers and especially travel photographers themselves so i'm just curious what are some things that an aspiring photographer may do in order to you know stand out in this vast ocean of many photographers these days especially in this age Mm. of instagram like what how can they make their presence known Oh gosh, that's a hard one. I I feel like I'm still figuring it out. You know, Um, I just, I always tell people like photographers and um, people who approach me that like, you just have to keep shooting, like literally just keep shooting. I had no plan to be a photographer. Like it was just always a natural outlet for me in high school. I, I would like skip class and stay in the dark room and develop film. And I just like literally didn't think anything of it. And, um, I just started traveling the world and, and I naturally just brought a camera without any thought of like where those photos were going to go. And I think that's been one of the most beautiful things is like, I'm about to have a, uh, exhibit like a gallery opening in November here in Boulder. And, um, some of those photos I took when I was like 19, 20 years old, I'm 28 now. And I had no idea what I was taking them for. And I just kept shooting and kept putting it out there. And and a lot of those photos are going into a book that I'm working on right now on Nepal. And it's so amazing wow. to see it come full circle and to see these photographs that have lived on my computer for eight years, like being blown up or being put in a book. And it's just, I just kept going and I'm going to keep going because it's just, Again, it's my it's my dharma, and I know that for sure, and I'm comfortable owning that now. So, oh, yeah, it's really amazing. Just You're creating, keep doing it. Yes, creating something that the world definitely needs to hear from you, especially your Nepal experience. What is your book about? It's um, it's called Stories from a Mountain Kingdom, um, and it's I love that name. just I love that name. I know I love it too. <laughs> um, it's like it's so before I before I became a photographer, I actually went to school to be a writer, and I feel like that is where like um, the magic happens for me is when I can write um, kind of the stories behind the photos. And I did a um, I did an exhibit in. Um, at Wanderlust in Hollywood, California, called Stories from a Mountain Kingdom. And it was just pieces, like big prints from my photographs of Nepal, and then also a booklet with like the stories behind them. And then that's where the idea was born to make, pretty much turn that kind of idea, the photos and the stories into a book. And um, that was why I was in Nepal last month. Um, I was just gathering the final content um, before I actually sit down and write the book. And it's basically just an ode to Nepal um, and what it's given me. It's a little bit of my personal journey, which has been really healing and beautiful to sit down and kind of write. But it's also just stories that have no aim other than to just like share how they touched me and how these people in this place and this landscape has totally transformed the person that I am. And my like greatest life lessons have come from that country and from those people. And I feel like storytelling, Trevor and I are both passionate about storytelling as a way to kind of like preserve culture and celebrate culture. And if I can just share stories that have inspired me or touched me and hopefully inspire and touch other people um, and really like give it back to Nepal, like really like honor that, that place and the wisdom of that land. 
um, that's just like all I hope to do with the book. So um, it's, I feel like I've been writing it my whole life and it's just kind of finally coming into fruition right on time with my Saturn return. (laughs) Oh, what? Yeah. Beautiful timing. Beautiful cosmic timing. I'm so happy for you and I can't wait to read it. Me too. (laughs) And also Trevor, I just have to tell you, I love a reminder. I love, love, love a reminder. The new release you did with East Forest. And didn't you write that in Nepal? I wrote it. um, I think I read that somewhere. I'm not sure. No, I think I wrote it in, uh, (laughs) where did I write it? Is there a story Um, behind that song? Well, this this song is is kind of about my first um, day in India ever when I first (laughs) went. And, um, you know, it says, like, help me recall that first morning, you know, sunlight adorning, cracks on the floor. You know, it's recalling it's recalling my first morning of waking up in India and watching the sunrise and feeling this feeling like uh, some this is so weird like i feel like i've been here before you know and taking the car up into the mountains and seeing the cows in the street and um it just yeah. kind of being like you know find your center you know and 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 then leaving um you know and being back in the states or wherever and kind of always recalling that feeling of home or that feeling of the heart and, and, um, and because, you know, we forget, you know, it's that play of hide and seek, you know, and it doesn't have to be India, you know, for people, it can be whatever that moment is um, in their lives when they felt most at home and holding that, that vibration in themselves, you know, all the time, um, whatever whatever experience it is that brings them to their true self you know um it's about that great remembering you know and um for me it was yeah that that first day in india and all the things i saw and all the things i felt you know um so that's kind of what the song is about but we did the song and it was it was just yeah it was just so I loved it so much and was so happy with it. And then East Forest said, you know, I want to do a remix for remix. you. That's the one I've been listening and, to a lot. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, which song do you want to, you know, which song do you want me to do? And I said, you, sh- you could do any song you want. I don't care. Just like, you know, pick which one speaks to you. And that's the one he chose. I'm so glad he did because, I mean, the, I love the remix. I, it, yeah. It's just a, a whole different uh it deepened my own journey you know with the song and with the experience hearing his remix so wow um yeah it's been it's it's really cool that he did that yeah wow i love that yeah. song it's so beautiful yeah yeah fine you said uh, i'm not going to say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they drew out a map and they showed you direction your sender it's far in the east where your heart is at peace when you enter My love is just a reminder, find your center My love is just a reminder, find your center My love is just a reminder 
Oh, respect. <laughs> Do you guys have a little more time for a few more questions and a rapid fire round? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Of well, course. before rapid fire, I'm just curious, Trevor, what's one lesson that comes to mind? Just one, one lesson that comes to mind of love and life that Emery has taught you. Oh God. I just know. one? <laughs> I know there's many. Um, I think to, I think to learn how to have fun. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's definitely one of the biggest, I think, lessons. I believe it, Emery. I can just feel you are such a bright presence. <laughs> Not all the time, but she's, you know, for the majority of the time. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably probably one of the main main ones. That's awesome. Yeah. And Emery, one lesson that comes to mind of, of life and love that Trevor has taught you. This better be good. Oh God, no pressure, no pressure. Um, I think like, uh, like being seated or centering your life around like the spirit of service. Like Trevor, when I watch him, he's always in service of his art or of others or um of yeah spirit like of your practice like you've really Mm -hmm. helped me deepen my own practice and really like create that as a centerpiece of my life as well yours was better than mine wait was yeah shoot (laughs) is it okay that was a good one that's a gift that having such a gift really is a good thing too yeah that's good they're both great and trevor what songs of yours are about emery um, all of them. What songs are about Emery? Yeah. <clears throat> um, gosh, hold on. She has such think. a great name. You just need a song title, Emery. That's a that's a, an album worthy yeah. name. Well, there's a lot of songs that I haven't so much released that are about that's you. True. Know, you know that only she has heard. Oh, <laughs> in the vault. That's the beautiful. Vault. That's um, sacred. But um, what is it? My heart, your heart. Oh yeah, my, on the new album, my heart, your heart is specifically mm, yes. about her. Um, back to you. Um, Green Mountain State is also about her um, and our time when we were getting engaged and are you like really. Serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've, I'll never forget it. I was cooking dinner in our how my family's house in Vermont, and he was like off in the den with his guitar, and he was like, "Hey, babe, like the song just came through," and he like played it for me as I was cooking, and it was Green Mountain State. And then I never thought that that song would like go. Yeah, I remember gone. that. Moment yeah, too. I totally. I remember it perfectly, actually. That was the first song I heard of yours. Really? Oh, yeah, oh that's yeah. cool. That's that's one that that's about us and her being together um ali and i would just serenade it and blast it and scream (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that there's a those are the i think official ones ones. yeah Yeah. official ones yeah and then emery what's your favorite trevor song oh my god that's such a hard question (laughs) um i'm not giving you guys easy questions 
This no, I love it. Um, <laughs> I think I know I, this answer. Wait, do you? Yeah. What is it? No, you go. No, you say, go. It. <laughs> say it. <laughs> you say it. No, no, no. I honestly feel like it's flowers. I knew that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so it's unreleased and he wrote it really recently. Yeah. Well, semi-recently. And I went to Cuba and I literally did not stop playing it. And I think it's my favorite song. It's not released. Yeah, it's it's so new. good. Like the demo, like you can't even touch that demo. I was about to say, I don't know that one. <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's on, it, I mean, it's my favorite. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. I, I didn't. Yeah. Nobody knows it, but. But I mean. That's good. I it builds the suspense. Yes. Yeah, so someday it'll be released. My favorite is Obsidian. Oh, oh nice. man. Yeah. Good I can't one. tell you how many moments I've had out in nature with that song. How many moments? And they've been intense with that song. <laughs> <laughs> and then right before the interview, of course, I danced to Moon and Sun. Yay. Uh, yeah, I, love, I love that one. I love that one. It's so fun. Yeah. All right. Quick rapid fire. Y'all ready? Oh, I love it. Okay, buckle up. Morning or night person? Whoever wants to start. Night. I like love morning more than anything, but I never actually am up for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you. it's interesting when people are in relationships, it seems like they kind of go with each other's rhythms. Yeah. I mean, we're both night owls for sure. But like when I can get up for a sunrise, I appreciate it. Like, I'm the same way, yeah, but I have to say immensely. night person. Yeah. we're yeah. My best ideas come at night. Interesting. And dog or cat person? Dog. dog, yeah. Do you guys have a dog? No, no. we just it, we, it would much. be a we travel. Yeah, too much. I can't even take care of my succulents. They all <laughs> die because I go away for too long. I don't know about oh. a dog. <laughs> Fair enough. Get the fake succulents that work. I know, right? I'm gonna have to do that. Uh, strawberry, chocolate, vanilla, or Neapolitan? Chocolate. Chocolate all the all way. way. Yeah. <laughs> you both are in sync. This is wonderful. Yeah, I think... <laughs> Favorite city in the world? Kathmandu. Of course. Um, Favorite city? I think. Well, yeah. That's so hard. That's hard. That's, that's hard. In I would say. Cause it's... Um, One, two, three, go. Gosh, I don't know. I was thinking like Calcutta mm. or um, uh, Kathmandu, I would say. I wow. love Kathmandu. Whenever I think yeah. of Kathmandu, I've never been there, but my dad, he's obsessed with Cat Stevens. Are you oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> and so I grew up just listening to that song on a repeat. Oh my yeah. god, we were walking through the market where he wrote it. It's called yeah. Last Untold wow. on this last trip. And I was like, wow, I could really see him like sitting in the back of like It's one of it my favorite like, places in Kathmandu, Las Untold. It's so vibey. Yeah. It's the local market. It's super local and just like incense and jewelry and yeah. pots and pans and it's temples and smoke. It's so amazing. That's so amazing. Whoa. Wait, I never asked. How long have you guys been together? We've been married for five years. As of July. Yeah, As of July. Years. Happy anniversary. Two months thank later. Thank you. And then we've, six, six years, years we've been yeah. together. Yeah. Wow. You just knew. I love those instant, like, 
yeah marriages yeah we mm. just wasted no time no yeah. i was 23 when we got married and he was wow. probably 26. i was 27 27 i think 27 yeah. Yeah. yeah 27 yeah amazing spirit animal actually no you know what i want you to answer each other's spirit animal um I think that Emery's spirit animal, I don't think she knows it. Oh, God. <laughs> but I think her spirit animal is the wolf. Really? Wow. Yeah. I think you're a wolf. Fierce. Yeah. yeah. For I someone that doesn't have that. fire in her sign. I love that. Yeah. I think she's. I've yeah. had wolf dreams my whole yeah, life. Yeah, you've had dreams. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Um, I know. Have you read Women Who Run With the Wolves? I, I was just about okay. to ask you that. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think that's like a strong animal a totem strong for animal you. For and you sure. don't, yeah, it's almost like you don't even know. Yeah. Wow. What do you think? I mean, I, I think you are an elk. I really do. Like the elk. Yeah. yeah. Nako named him that. And, but Nako does have a gift with like naming spirit animals, I think. Yeah. And I see you like like roaming the forest of Pashupak. <laughs> like I really like see that. They're, and they're so real. That's, that's great. Yeah, I do. I love the oh, deer. No, it's, elk, like, it's definitely a maybe a lion too. You have a little lion in you. <laughs> <laughs> Book you're currently reading, if any. I'm reading oh my god, one Q eighty four, which is a Haruki Murakami book. Do you know Haruki Murakami? No. Oh, my God. Oh, man. We're about to blow, blow your world your up. Oh, oh, my God. God. Your okay. whole life is going to change. <laughs> it's going to change. Ruki Murakami, he's a Japanese writer. He's pretty much the most – well, I think he's, like, one of the most famous Japanese writers yeah. of all time. Yeah. Um, he's still living. He's still living. His books are, like – I mean, you. there's no category to put them in. And I, like, gave it to Trevor, and then Trevor passed it on to, like, his band. And – Brian, Trevor's bass player, has read every now single. every single thing he's ever written and went to Japan to go and like visit places from the books. That's oh how gosh. much it like captured him. So Whoa. there, I just can't even recommend it enough. It's a whole, it's like you dream should, world mixing with reality. It's, but you gotta say, you gotta tell her because he has so many. He has so many. I think the first one, if you were gonna read one, Hard-boiled Wonderland. Oh, oh, yeah, that's so true. He's one called Hard-Boiled Wonderland and the End of the World. Hard-Boiled Wonderland. All right. I'm in the end of the world. You pick that up. You will. And then, like, call me after. Okay. I'm doing this. Oh, yes. I needed a new book recommendation. All right. Is that all your answer? No, right now I'm reading a book called The Master as I Saw Him. Um, which is by this woman named Sister Nivedita, who was um, it's her own it's her own kind of book about uh, her guru Swami Vivekananda, and she was a European lady that um, that met Swami Vivekananda, who is one of the most famous monks of India, really um, in the early 1900s. And she moved to India and, and kind of lived with him, not lived with him, but lived there and, and started a school in Calcutta and was a very influential person in Calcutta. And it's just kind of her memories of her master and 
um, her time with him, really. Ooh, I like the sound of this too. I love reading older memories from that era. Yeah. And especially the Yeah, it's really journey. interesting. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting because her her language is so like old English. I like love it's it. you have to kind of like put your head like in that <laughs> in that vibe. But yeah, it's really good. I'm almost done with it. That's amazing. Do you two watch any TV shows or movies together? Oh, oh yeah. God, we are like we crush we are bingers. Yes. <laughs> I love the sound we of are that. Bingers. Oh, yeah. No. Sorry. Let's oh, you're, you're, <laughs> is that your future husband or um, <laughs> uh, not even not even in my phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have his number yet. <laughs> um, um, oh yeah, so what TV shows are you binging? Right now we're we're well I've seen it yeah, I and I'm rewatching it and I hooked Emery on it is the West Wing. That's my dad's Which is an old <laughs> Yo, that show is really so good. good. <laughs> it is so good. It's 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 nice because like um it's not really like harmful, you know, to your consciousness. Like really? some That's shows, why I don't get, watch it. I'm like afraid it will be. Yeah, but the, you know, no, sometimes oh you God, get done so and with a show, and it's like really in your head. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it's like if you're watching like The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, that gets like in there. you go to bed like thinking about crazy. Yeah, shit, I can't. You know, so it's nice in that way, but it's just really like we've been on kind of like a nineties kick. We've like been we've like been... watching old rom-coms from like the early two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Or like my, or the nineties. And it's like, man, the nineties were so good. So, there good. Were so, many, yeah. so good. Oh my God. I can't even tell you how many. We, there's so many good ones. I am so proud to be a nineties baby. Me yeah. too. Like, so proud. Born 1990. Were you also born 1990 Emery? Yeah. Right. I was. Yes. I was. Wonderful. Nice. 90 babies. Yeah. <laughs> What did you both want to be when you grew up when you were a child? Speaking of babies. I wanted to be a professional <laughs> figure skater. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like Michelle Kwan. I <laughs> love it. Oh, oh, no, no. She was like, I literally went when I was in sixth grade. I went and lived in California for six weeks on my own at the Olympic Training Center where Michelle Kwan trained. Wow. I kid you not. Wow. My manager is like, she's like, this is the most off-brand thing I've ever heard about you, but it's okay, (laughs) we're going to roll with it. No, I like, I loved it. But do you know what's so interesting is since I started studying astrology, I realized that like the ice, it sounds really crazy, but like that was my flow. Like that was my water. That was me finding my kind of like water. And I was in a total flow state. Like obviously you're moving on water. And it was a time for me to get quiet. And I would often be like alone in the rink with my coach. And that was like, that was my heaven. Wow. It was so funny. I, it's so funny how you get perspective. I just thought it was like yeah. the weird, like my weird, like quirky thing about me. And then I realized like, no, like I was always seeking that space or that flow state, even without my being conscious of it. Wow. Right. wow. It's amazing. Right. Those reflections. Yeah. Yeah. Trevor, I'm so curious what you wanted to be when you grew up. It's such a weird question. I was like so consumed with that question as a little boy. Really? Like every day I would change. Yeah. Every day I would change like what I wanted to be. 
Like I want to be like a like martial artist or I want next day I wanted to be a fireman. The next day I wanted to be like, it was so weird. I was so consumed with that, but I never, <laughs> I never wanted to be a musician. A musician. Whoa. It just, that just did not did you dip your come toes up for me in music at all. Play you a little piano. Oh yeah. I was like so musical, but for some reason I never thought like, that's like what I was going to do. Wow. It was weird. When was you know? the shift? How old were you when you realized, oh, I should probably um, it hasn't ha- It hasn't <laughs> it happened hasn't yet. Happened. I still don't know. That. I just, I don't know if this is what I want to do. Um, so you still don't know what you want to be when you grow up. It's weird, really. Like I, there wasn't really like a shift. It sounds so strange, but like I was never – I don't know. There was always this weird kind of, um, God, like separation or, um, like two people almost. Yeah. Like two people. Like I, I didn't, I didn't even, yeah, there was never a time. Like even when I got signed, like in high school, like with a record deal, it was just kind of like, Oh, like this is cool. Like I'm, I'm doing this. Wow. But it was it wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna be a musician. Right. I wanna be a musician. Wow. It, it just slowed. kind of was Yeah, it was it's strange. Very strange. Destined. It was supposed to happen. Yeah. I guess so. That's so interesting. Define love. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> um <sighs> that's hard. I know. Do you have anything? I think like love is just. It's it. It's. I I almost want to say like. Like um. Like absence of self. Oh wow! I have chills. You know, like there's yeah. That's probably what I would like say. Like small s self. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Small like s. your absence of self. I totally agree. It's like, it's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. No ego. No ego. The universe yeah. gave yeah. you both free billboards to share one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world. For everyone to read, what would these billboards read? Uh, love all, serve all. That was the same way. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. She said, love all, serve all. Mm. That's it. I was going to say, like, feed people, yeah. serve people. Love same all, serve thing. all, feed everyone. Love all, serve all. I love that. Yeah. That's Simple. It. And one last question that we ask all the Euro Magic guests. And I don't remember what you said last time, Trevor, but so you're going to answer again. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> How would you advise the your own magic listeners to create their own magic? Mm. <sighs> yeah, I don't know what I said last time. I think I would say you know, getting out of your way 
Yeah. Pretty much. Mm. Just doing whatever it is to get you out of your own way. Um, that's, that's probably my answer. That's the only what way we can you? tap into our magic is removing yeah. those blocks. Yeah, I think I, the word listen came L- to me. Yeah, like listen, listen like right. in quietude is where I think all the answers lie. And, and when we're truly listening in like the deepest sense, I think all the magic that is meant to come through us is become so clear and seen and and it's in the noise of our daily lives. I think that we get out of our own magic. And when we stop listening to ourselves, to our hearts, to our intuition, to our inner knowing, Mm -hmm. that's when the magic kind of gets covered up. So yeah, I think it's just get out of your own way and listen. They go together. Wow. I love that. I love that. Oh, you both seriously gave me so many chills and my right ear was ringing many times throughout this, which is a great sign of so much truth. So <laughs> that was wonderful. I think the right ear is uh, actually lies. I think. I no, no, left ear is lies, isn't it? <laughs> I, don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But well, it was the right ear, so maybe because we're lying the whole time. I don't know. But, <laughs> um, oh, I need to tell you that I intend on getting a tattoo that's somewhere that says, you can't rush your healing. Hey, oh, man. I, mean, hey. I that can't song. tell you how many times I needed to listen to that song this summer. Oh, oh thank man. you so much. It's, no. that's the, it's the same for me. Thank you so much. For creating yeah. that song and all your songs and music and all of it, both of your magic. So where can everyone find you on the webs? Um, it, my, I have a, my website's trevorhallmusic.com. My Instagram's trevorhallmusic. And my Facebook's Trevor Hall. Yeah. And then Emery's is emeryhall.com. Yeah. Instagram is Emery Hall. Yeah. Facebook is Emery Hall Photography. That's it. Oh, how cute. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. He knows. I know. <laughs> yeah, I was nervous there. If I messed up, <laughs> I it would have been a different kind of day. <laughs> I love it. Oh, you both are so amazing. This was, I'm on such a high right now. I had fun. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, let us let us know when, uh, when it all comes out oh absolutely of course i'll message you i'll send you guys the link thank Thank you you so so much much. yeah good to talk with you Gemma, Gemma. 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 I hope this episode was expanding for you in some way, shape, or form. Feel free to visit our site at yourownmagic.com or check out my shop, eyesofaspen.com. Connect with the other Your Own Magic listeners. We would love to see more conversations started on the Your Own Magic Facebook group. So with all that being said, thank you so much again for tuning in and I hope you have a magical rest of your day.